Hello and welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name beer. is Asif. My name is, is Asif Akani. My co-host is Nabil Walani. Does that sound weird to you? Yo. Um, for a second, um, this never happened. When you were recording it, I got a, like a notification that you're starting to record. I'm like, oh, that's like another voice. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really weird. Um, okay, well, we'll figure it out. Cheers, man. How are you doing, the bill? Cheers. I'm alive. I'm alive. How are you? Good, man. Good. Just hanging out. You know, uh, at the end of the workday, we are we are recording at a reasonable hour this time. If for those of you who listened to last week's episode, we did this at 9.47 Pacific time. Right now it's about 3.15 Pacific time, as the bill is well aware of. And uh, yeah, it's happy hour here on the East Coast. That's where we are. I'm the only one drinking beer. Let me go ahead and crack my beer. So Nabil, you beat me to it. And Nabil, you're not drinking beer today. So we'll lead off with you. What are, what are you drinking, my friend? Uh, so this was actually, you gave me this about like a month, two months ago, I think maybe. Uh, it's a not, it's a soda. It's a strawberry habanero soda. Yes, from the unofficial three way. Uh, <laughs> it's a strawberry habanero soda made by uh, New Creation Soda Works. It's also so there's a nada on there. I'm thinking that's because there's nothing any there's no like uh, artificial stuff in this. This is like pure like all natural soda. And this is a strawberry habanero soda. And I just figured, you know, especially after last week, having that big bottle of Hubbard's Cave, I probably need like a, just a little bit of a break, you know. Mm-hmm. So just hopping out of this craft soda and seeing how this craft soda tastes. And just yeah. taking a sip and seeing how it goes. Yeah. So while Nabil drinks that, uh, like he said, I gave that to him. I picked that up from Stout Brothers here in Roswell. Uh, just so something, uh, again, a non-alcoholic option for those of you out there who don't drink alcohol or want to cut back on your alcohol but aren't sure where to go with it. Um, I, I believe the bill said it's an organic soda. It's made, it's a local product made in Bishop, Georgia. So, of course, Bears, Birds, and Brews, we got to support all the local um, breweries and industry people out there. And so Bishop, Georgia, I don't know where it is, but I had the strawberry, uh, strawberry habanero soda before. I didn't get as much of a habanero kick out of it, but I did get some really great flavor overall. Super tasty for me. Uh, I don't know, man. I, this habanero is like there and it's alive. Like, uh, you know, you get the strawberry right at first and then like it's a tingle right on your tongue. Like, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's spicy. Interesting. Like, not okay. too spicy. But yeah. there's, a, there's a kick to it. It's just There's a spicy kick to it. Well, and, and I'm looking at the can over here online, no, newcreationsoda.com, and it's a soda with a kick, nada with a kick. So there you go. Um, I like that one. Apparently, pro tip for you guys out there and the bill for you as well. I love the can art, by the way. I might ask you to grab a good picture of that because I didn't get a great one when I had it. But um, for those of you who are listening, that's New Creation Soda. Apparently, the root beer, so they make root beer that is fantastic is what I've been told. Like this soda is pretty good, but the ginger ale and the root beer that they make are like really, really good. So if you see it, um, you can pick up the soda, the strawberry habanero, highly recommend it. But the root beer is maybe what you want to go for. Or if you like root beer, you can go that route. I'm drinking yeah. real beer and drinking oh, nice. some Hubbard's Cave, a cinnamon ice mocha from Hubbard's Cave. This is a stout with cinnamon, chocolate, coffee, lactose, and vanilla beans. And uh, it's made with Sputnik coffee, which if you're a coffee nerd out there, I'm sure you've probably heard of that brand. And um, yeah, this is brewed at Una Annie Brewery in Niles, Illinois, AKA Harvard's Cave, AKA where Nabil and I went to vacation a couple of weeks ago and we got to hang out in the tap room and meet yeah. the founder. This is the last of the Harvard's Cave that you and I were able to bring back home. And I'm yeah. very excited about this beer. I wanted to try it when I saw it and it's pretty good, I gotta say. It's thick, you know, it's, it's a thick boy. And speaking of <laughs> thick, let me tell you, this is coming in at a, it's actually only a 6% alcohol by volume, which is kind of surprising for a stack. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but, you know, it's interesting, but you can't really see this too well, I don't think, on the cam. But I'll get a picture nah. of this y'all. On the can, it says Imperial Stout, and then Imperial is crossed mm-hmm. out. So I don't know if that was intentional 
by the design team to make that happen and or uh, could, it was just kind could of be. Like a mismatch for their own. Maybe it was more of like how you you assumed it'd be a high ABV, so it's like you would assume this be an imperial stout because I think imperial has to be around eight and a half to nine, right? Technically, right. you have to that's the lowest bar. Like it's like eight and a half or nine, and like I assumed this was like a gentleman's eleven. To be honest, I thought it was going to be like a high ABV, but coming in right. at six, so it's kind of like it's an imperial, but not it's not an imperial. Like yeah. kind of like a joke on the. Maybe that's what it was. We'd have to but, we'd have to ask to find out. Right. And well, we met the founder, so you know, we'll see if we can get mm -hmm. in touch with him. But also, um, I was gonna say, like, I think kind of the whole appeal with this one, if there is coffee in it, you kind of want to make it a little bit lighter because the coffee is might what give you that kick, you know, if that's what you're after. So I think that kind of helps out there a little bit. Um I don't then, know. I love boozy coffee stouts, so Oh, don't get me wrong. I do too. This is good. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with this. And I got a whole pint of this to drink. Speaking of pints, just a couple quick beer things before we really get going. Using a Monday night black tie series glass here with the gold tip. Uh, Monday night brewing just announced that they're going to open a tap room in Nashville. For those of you who have seen that. So now they're in Atlanta, two, three locations in Atlanta, two locations in Atlanta, one in Birmingham, Nashville coming soon, which means bears, birds and brews probably going to Nashville soon because, you know, we got to go check that out. And um, without saying Not too wrong. much, I don't, right. And um, without saying too much, I guess there's been some news in the craft beer industry about some uh, not good practices that have happened. I don't know much about it, but I know that there's rumblings of it. I think the only thing I can say is like, we support treating people fairly, responsibly, ethically, morally, treat others how you want to be treated, whether they're male, female, uh, or, don't feel comfortable identifying themselves. They like beer, you like beer, we love beer. It's, it's about the beer, right? That, that comes first and foremost. So the best beer comes when the people who are making it and drinking it are happy and feel safe and comfortable and love what they're doing. And Bears, Birds and Brews fully is behind that mission of we love the beer and the beer comes first. So the best beer comes from those who make it, again, safely, comfortably and happily. And that's what we're after. And then lastly, shout out to the Atlanta podcast. They had a big meetup over the weekend. We couldn't go, but great job yeah, with them. Yeah, definitely. Shout and out to them. Yeah, they, there might be a pontoon brewing this weekend, Nabil. So I don't know if you want to come over to my side of town, but they might have a wing off. Magic City Wings versus some hmm. other wings over here at Pontoon Brewing. I'm hoping it's not in the evening because I got plans. I'll be on your side of town Saturday night, actually. So I'm hoping that this wing off with Atlanta podcast and pontoon and stuff happens during the day. We might be there, but if we weren't there, there's a lot of people hanging out with Atlanta podcast over the weekend. We'll see y'all soon. Uh, Nabil, you got anything you want to say before we move forward? No, just uh, congrats to Atlanta podcast and everything. And uh, wing off sounds amazing. So let, let, let's see if we can make that work. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of wings, somebody with his wings was inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame over the weekend. Shout out. It's like, where to, are you going with this? But now it makes sense. There you go. Shout out to Mr. Kobe Bean Bryant. Rest in peace to Mr. Kobe Bean Bryant. And congratulations to you, Mr. Kobe Bean Bryant, because you are in the Hall of Fame along with Adam Sandler's best friend and Kevin Garnett and <laughs> the guy from Uncut Gems, if you've seen that movie. Tim Duncan, who, in my opinion, is the greatest power forward of all time. I feel like those three headlined the class, but Tamika Catchings, I mean, she said it herself. Yeah. She was born to play basketball, and nothing says that more than going into the Hall of Fame, right? Like, being a champion is one thing, but to make it, like, your life's destiny and to be remembered forever as a basketball player, you were born to play the game. Tamika Catchings was born to do it. So, yeah, shout out to them. Bill, did you get to watch any of that? I was able to see some of the highlights of it. I wasn't able to watch it right when um, it was happening, but you know, um, of course, you know it was a dual event, a dual event of 2020 and 2021. Uh, some of the 20, yeah, so they they did the 2020 and 2021 because last year we couldn't obviously have the Hall of Fame. So are you sure? I don't. I don't know if get... that's right. Actually, I think I don't know if that's um, right I'm, because they just announced pretty the 2021. Sure. They just announced the 2021 um, Hall of Fame class. They didn't induct them. You're thinking... Oh, I thought um, they were inducted as well. 
No, because the 2021 class is going to have Paul Pierce, Chris Bosch, Chris Weber. They, those guys weren't inducted over the weekend. I think – Oh, I, I misunderstood that part. Okay, maybe I misunderstood that. Maybe I misunderstood that. Well, hmm. yeah. My, my apologies. Of, I misunderstood that part. No worries. No worries. But I have two thoughts on this, Nabil, actually, since you mentioned it. One is that um, you probably got it com- confused with the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony this year, which did 2020 and 2021, because I know you're a big wrestling fan. Two, I think in a normal circumstance, obviously in a truly normal circumstance, we would have had 2021 this year, 2020 last year. I think given everything that happened with Kobe, I think the NBA made the wise decision to decide, like, there's no way we can put another class in with Kobe because the gravity of that is going to be so great for this year alone that it stands alone. So they just announced the 2021 class a few, like the next day after the 2020, because that's really the only thing you can possibly do given the circumstances. And I don't know when the 2021 in, uh, class is going to be inducted, but the 2020 NBA Hall of Fame class was over inducted over the weekend. And again, that's Kobe, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, right. Tim Catchings, a few other people. But um, yeah, I mean, oh, your boy Tony Kukoc is going to be in 2021 though. Yep, 2021. Yeah. Also, I think Michael Wilbon got inducted as well. I didn't see exactly what he got inducted as, but I believe he got inducted as something. I feel like the, I saw I some of his media. speech that he was given. Yeah. Um, and, oh, and then, of course, two more things. One, the one cool thing about this induction is Chris Weber and Jalen Rose finally made up. So that was really cool. Um, you know, the whole, right. Fab, the whole Fab Five thing, they were never really good friends, but they are now. We love to see it. One, and then two, Nabil, you're going to love this. Your boy, the only undrafted player in NBA history to make it to the Hall of Fame, Ben Wallace, he's doing it. He, he is the only undrafted player go. in NBA history to be in the Hall of Fame. And, dude, Ben Wallace, I mean, Nabil, he was one of your favorite guys. So you could tell people, like, the dude was yeah. a beast, man. You did not want to get in the paint with Ben Wallace because you weren't coming out of it. Unscathed, I should say. I mean, de- I mean, definitely like that. Uh, what was it? The '04 Pistons team that was going against the uh, the, the Lakers. Lakers, like the, the Lakers dynasty of the '90s team, were like they just took every best player from the '90s and put them on one team. You know, yeah, of course, Kobe, yeah, Shaq, Carl Malone, yeah, yeah, and Lakers then uh, you know, obviously that team that team made it to the finals, but then like you know, they played a complete team in the Pistons, like. You know, I was I said it for the longest time that would be the only team that made that won the championship without a Hall of Famer on there. But now that's out of the books. I mean, you know, you got uh, Ben Wallace still a Hall of Famer. Maybe eventually Chauncey Billups gets in the Hall of Famer. I don't know if Chauncey Billups will, but oh. I believe that might be the only other person that could kind of knock on the door. I don't think Rasheed Wallace would make it as a Hall of Famer over there. Rip Hamilton probably not. Tayshawn Prince no way. So. I, uh, of course, we know that 04 Pistons team was great. They broke my heart, unfortunately. You know, damn those guys. But, I mean, uh, the coach was also really good, too. The old Sixers coach. Larry, Larry Brown, Brown. Yeah. 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 Larry Brown. So, he, I mean, I guess he's technically already in the Hall of Fame, something like that. But, uh, yeah. I was going to say about Chauncey Billups. I don't know, I mean, Chauncey Billups, I feel like, is certainly worthy of it. He was really, really good. And then the thing I was hoping to clarify, maybe you listeners could clarify at Bears, Birds, and Brews. I feel like that Pistons team won two titles. Like, I feel like Richard Hamilton has two championships. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't believe so. Or maybe they just went to the finals Rip. twice, and the second time they lost to Tim Duncan and the Spurs and Greg Popovich. That might be what it is. But, um, yeah, Ben Wallace is an NBA champion. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. So, shout out to them. Nabil's the looking up some information. And then one more thing we'll say about – the 2021 Hall of Fame class, Paul Pierce is going in. I mean, I think it's great. Like, obviously, we know what happened with him at ESPN and Instagram Live <laughs> earlier this year. I feel like he should go into the Hall of Fame just for what happened. What's up, Nabil? So, uh, Pistons made it to the finals, 04 and 05, but 05, they lost to the Spurs. Okay. So, um, also, yeah. also, fun fact. Fun fact, when the Pistons made it to the finals in 04, I think they're, they may have had a rookie on that team by the name of uh, Darko Milicic, maybe? Or was sure Darko drafted the year after? 
Well, I think but that was his rookie team. He was drafted to that franchise for sure. We know that. Yep, Darko, Darko, yep. So Darko Milicic got got his ring before LeBron, before D Wade. Darko was the first one in that class to get that ring. So you yeah. know, Hall of Fame in my book. There you go. Um, <laughs> well, what, at some point, I know somebody called him the Human Victory Cigar because we were talking. You know you you won the game when Darko Milicic is getting some time. You know <laughs> that's when you know the game is over, over. But um, yeah, whatever happened to that guy, man, who knows? But yeah, Paul Pierce went to KU. I don't, even know. To I don't know. I think I mean, he's I a kick. Like... He's a kickboxer now. Oh really? That'd be amazing, he's actually. A, he's a kickboxer. That's hmm. that's pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Chris huh. Ross and all these other guys. I want to see some Paul Pierce college highlights because he must have played against Mizzou a few times. That's like the arch rival. So, you know, yeah. the truth is the truth. Tony Kuko, shout out to the Bulls, getting another Hall of Famer into that. Into you the know thing. what? I think they should uh, – I think uh, Paul Pierce should be brought in by the same people who carried him to the wheelchair <laughs> against that finals matchup against the Lakers. That's yeah. why they should bring him up to his Hall of Fame ceremony. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins and, and the squad. Yeah, man, I like that's what I was gonna say. Is I feel like Paul Pierce is more of a Hall of Famer for how he got fired from his job than he is for his career. It's like goes hand in hand with him. It's like both of them are equally good accomplishments. Um and shout out to Chris Bosch too. Yo, his his career ended too soon. Yeah. But he, I mean, yo, two time NBA champion, like come on, man. Can't be that many. Yeah. Three time? I don't even know how many they won. But um I think anyway, two. So, so two time NBA champion though, all star for like years and years and years. And um did you okay, lastly, did you get to watch Vanessa talk about Kobe? Did you get to watch any of that? So I watched some of it, but then I need I want to go back and watch it again because I was able to watch it, but I didn't I, I saw some of the highlights of it. I didn't see the actual thing. So I am gonna plan on watching that again just because one I heard is very emotional, very like it was a very good uh induction. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, she, I mean, of course the, the, you know, she did a great job with it and she, she had a lot of good messages in there. She had a lot of good heartfelt sentiments in there. I mean, I know I got emotional watching it. I get emotional still whenever I think about Kobe, I can't, I can't go too deep down that rabbit hole personally, but um, yeah, I mean, it's good to at least have some closure or some full circle in this there or another reason uh, legitimate opportunity to celebrate the life and career of him and, and everybody else who made it like those guys, KD, Tim Duncan, Kobe, few other, few other people this weekend, like they really did shape our upbringing and our love for the game. Right. I mean, like, yeah, that, I mean, that was it. That was, that was really great. And you know, it's about to be really great though. Is the next, some, there's a few guys who are playing today, tomorrow, and the next couple of weeks, because the NBA playoffs are about to start the playing game, start playing. There's some guys who are going to be playing again uh, in the next couple of weeks that are going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. One of them, I can tell you for sure, is going to be Russell Westbrook, who's playing tonight in the playing game yeah. against the Celtics. Man, it's such a shame that this is like Wizards versus Celtics is a one game playoff when really I would love like a two or three or four game series here. That's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just uh, let's just go over the play in tournaments real quick. So um, on the east, we have uh, on May 18th, uh, which is today, technically, uh, hypothetically, it's today. Um, the seventh seed coming in as Celtics, the eighth seed coming in as the uh, Washington uh, Wizards. So mm -hmm. the seven and the eight seed play each other. The winner of that matchup becomes the seventh seed. Um, then automatically uh, on the eighth. Yep, automatically. And okay. also after that first game, um, actually, that's actually the second game. The first game actually starts at 630 Eastern, which is the ninth intensity between the Pacers and uh, looks like the Hornets. Yep. So uh, between the Pacers and the Hornets, whoever wins that game moves on. The other team is out. out. And they play the winner of the Celtics and the uh, Wizards. You mean the, the winner Wizard. of that matchup? Sorry, the loser. Correct, the loser. Yes, the loser. I apologize. The loser. The winner is automatically in. Uh, the winner of seven and eight becomes seven, and then eight plays the winner of nine and ten. Yeah. Um. So 
I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like this is going to be my first real opportunity to watch LaMelo Ball play ball this season. And <laughs> uh, I already think he's a rookie of the year. I mean, just based on the highlights alone and pretty much how. Wait, uh, are we going to uh, have a ball on ball matchup today? No. No, because his brother plays for New Orleans. You're thinking, P, you're thinking Pelicans, but that's Pacers. Ah, no, I'm thinking because uh, the Pelicans used to be the Hornets. Oh, right, right, right. Well, yeah. So they yeah. could have been teammates in, yeah. in, in an alternate universe. They were teammates at some point in, in the world. But because <laughs> uh, they both played for the Hornets at one point in time, technically, right? That's what they're that. Yeah, they, they should have like a Hornets throw. They should have the Pelicans have a Hornets throwback jersey night. And just have Hornets versus Hornets. That's what I would say. That would be amazing. Like the home and away jerseys. It'd be like an <laughs> exhibition game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would actually be like uh, incredible, incredible. Um, believe it or not, I'm not the one who's high uh, right now. Or, or, Nabil's not the one who's high right now. I am, but that was his idea. <laughs> did I just give it away? <laughs> uh, yes, you did. Um, I'll just go over the other matchup. Uh, on the West Coast, uh, which is going to be tomorrow, we got the Lakers against the uh, Warriors, which is going to be an amazing matchup. Amazing Ooh. matchup. Seven, eight seed. That is the one I wish that was a three-game series. Not the one Austin was talking about. But, yeah, seven, eight matchup. Lakers versus uh, Warriors. And then nine and ten, Grizzlies versus Spurs. Right. And, of course, the winner of Grizzlies yeah. versus Spurs plays the loser of Lakers versus Warriors. Nice. Yeah, I'm happy we got that. Okay, well – yeah, uh, completely. Of course, you know, I'm a big Lakers fan. Like the, like I'm tomorrow at 10 o'clock. I'm, I'll be like waking up. Like, you know, I'm be watching that game for sure. But the reason I said I wanted three game series between Washington versus Boston, dude, Jason Tatum versus Bradley Beal, Kemba Walker versus Russell Westbrook. Like give me all of that. Give me as many games of that as I can have. Because that is amazing lightning in a bottle, and we deserve to see a lot of that. Uh, of course, and that's like a great appetizer and precursor to the main event, the entree of the playing games. Literally an old NBA matchup, right? Because you got LeBron James versus Steph Curry for winner take all, essentially. And um, yeah, man, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are. Obviously, I'm excited for the Lakers game. I, I think the Lakers are going to win. I think it's going to be a really good game. I don't think it's going to be as close of a game as people think, just because I think, obviously, we know Curry's great. He's going to keep it close, but I would think the Lakers are still going to win by, like, 8 to 12. I don't know what the line is on that. Um, San Antonio versus Memphis, I think is going to be really good. You know, John Moran versus Greg Popovich. Washington versus Boston, I think, is going to be the game. I think that's going to go to, like, overtime. I think that game is going to come down to, like, the final minute. And then Hornets versus Pacers. I don't know what's going to happen, but again, I'm excited to see Lamelo Ball play. I, you know, we I posted a poll on my Twitter page earlier today about how do people feel about the NBA playing games that we're about to get starting tonight, and we got 75% of people saying that they love it, and 25% uh, of people saying that they want to leave it. So I think I'm more on the leave it side again because three game series between. Washington and Boston with those players that I just mentioned, and then three game series between Steph and LeBron. I like that. I would rather have that instead of one game personally. So I'm going to leave it guy. And I don't know where you stand on this, but people seem to I love, love it. it. Okay. I love it. Uh, so NBA playoffs is a thousand times better than NBA regular season. Mm -hmm. um, what I'll say is that if I can get more NBA playoffs, more better, you know, I have my, my mantra has always been more football, more better, more NBA playoffs, more better. Um, NBA regular season. Yes. I, I watch some of it. I don't watch a lot of it. I'm not going to lie. Um, NBA regular season. It's fun. I mean, Hey, when you don't have sports, it's great. Um, but you're going to put some other stuff. You're going to put, you know, other stuff up with it and it'll be kind of even, but NBA playoffs, that's, you know, hey, remember that that's where what magic happened. I forgot what they used, the whole old mantra used to be. Um, was it where playoffs happened? I forgot what it was. It was on TNT back in like a while ago. Okay. You know, NBA playoffs where something happens. But regardless, like we all like our memories are always like playoff memories. Like, hey, regular season's cool. I've seen some cool regular season games, but nothing is like, hey, Tracy McGrady, 13 points and what was it, 30 seconds? Yeah. Reggie Miller, was it? Although Eight, that wasn't a playoff game, like, I don't think. 
I don't think. I thought I don't that think was a playoff game. No, I don't think so. I'm looking it up. Um, I don't think that was a playoff game. But of course, the Reggie Miller stuff. <laughs> a playoff game. Was definitely. Yeah. Was it? Was it a playoff game? Thirteen points, thirty-three seconds. I'm pretty sure that's a playoff game. Uh, yeah, it's thirteen points in thirty-three seconds. Well, the game happened December 9th, two thousand four. If I mean, God damn it! Well, I'm uh, wrong. I hate being wrong. Wow, I'm wrong. The Bill is more wrong than me. Yeah, because that game happened in December. I don't think they're playing playoff games in December, unfortunately. Sorry to burst your bubble in the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know what? You know what else? You know what it was? It was during holiday basketball. So that uh, that's also pretty good. That that's just second best basketball, holiday basketball. Even though that's even a holiday. Shut up, Oscar. All right, but. Playoff game draws. Okay, but Nabil, you're not wrong. Apparently, that McGrady versus uh, the 13 points, 33 seconds. So I'm looking at Republic World. I don't know. I'm seeing like multiple sources right now. But one source said that that was the last game of the regular season. So it it was a playoff like atmosphere. If that's what you're going for, that might have been it. Hmm. I don't know what's going on, man. Okay, I don't know either. I mean, I. I'm seeing December 9, 2004 right now everywhere, but I don't know. I'm confused. I'm very right, I confused. Mean, who knows Who knows what's going on? Uh, okay. Yeah, December 9th. So this is on ESPN.com. We'll just, we'll just like pretend you didn't hear the last few seconds if you're still listening. But essentially, I agree that more playoffs, more better. I would love to see the NBA do kind of what the MLB does. It's like, give me a two-game series. Give me a three-game series. Because uh, for the last few years, I've advocated that like a four game series for every round of the NBA playoffs is kind of bogus and unnecessary. And we don't need that. So while I do love Lakers versus Warriors and like nine and 10, like just make that like a two to three game series. Then you got the next first round, the two to three game series. Uh, The second round can be like a five game series. And then you got four games for the conference finals and four games for the championship, like baseball does, right? You got, uh, five, five, or three, five, and five, or one, three, five, four, four. So I would like to see a different tier for NBA playoffs. Uh, I don't know. That, that already sounds too complex to me. I'm mean, like, hey, just, just keep it as is. Do the play-in tournament. Get those extra teams in, extra revenue, extra playoffs. That, and that, that gives the other teams a little bit of a break. Then after that, everyone full-blow, regular, what is it five, seven game series, five game series, whatever, whatever's supposed to be a seven game series, I believe. But yeah, for every I like round. That and I'm advocating that I don't want a seven game series every round. But you know who does have a seven game series this coming weekend? Um, no, you, I think you lost me. Oh, is it is it the Atlanta Hawks? I, I don't know. Hawks lose you, my friend. I, I don't Hawks know. I'm, Knicks, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not. Pretty sure I'm not seeing it because whatever visually you're giving me is going in your background. Is oh, it my yeah. ring light? Of course. Is my ring uh, light getting in the way? Um, yo, but yeah, of so the Hawks of course, are in the playoffs, man. We got yo, Trey yeah, Young. No, that's awesome. Trey Young took the, the playoffs. team to the playoffs, right? I mean, Clint Capella has been great this year. John Collins has been awesome. Kevin Hurd has been good. Like the Hawks have been uh, – Bogey Bogdanovich been amazing. What a great acquisition, right? Um, so, yeah, man. I mean, the Hawks are in the playoffs against the Knicks, who I wouldn't say is the hottest team in the East right now, but man, the Knicks are like scary good right now. Yeah. Like it's, um, it, they become one of those, there's always one team in any playoff scenario, any sport. That's the team you don't want to play right now. That for me, that's, the I mean, personally, I mean, Tibbs is doing Tibbs things. I mean, Derek Rose is playing out of his mind right now. Julius Randle and uh, RJ Barrett are playing up to par. Um, you know, Ju- Julius Randle. I mean, I don't know when he became Julius Randle, but like I was about to say, maybe most just, improved uh, player. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he he essentially took on the Joakim Noah role, and he's flourishing, and he's playing amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Knicks are looking good. I mean, but the Hawks have been looking good too. I mean, ever since they moved on from their from was a Lloyd Pierce, their old coach, mm-hmm. uh, moved on to Nate McMillan, they they had a full turnaround. Uh, so it's gonna be very interesting. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's. I think it's gonna be a fun matchup. I think it's gonna go seven. I, I, I think it's gonna go seven. I mean, we can. Uh, do Do we want to give predictions? Do we want to have like a uh, well, a show bet between you and me? Um, okay, we can we can work on that. Although I think we might have the same answer, but I I just want to clarify. I don't know if we clarified this before, 
But for everybody, regarding the playing games, 7-8 is Lakers versus Golden State. The winner of that will play Phoenix. And then the, the last one standing between the loser of that game and the winner of Memphis versus San Antonio will be the eight seed, and they'll play Utah. And then in the East, the eight seed will play Philly, and the seven seed will play Brooklyn. So uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if we put that information out there earlier in the bill, but we, – We did not. We did not. We did not. But it's good information to know because, yeah. I mean, you know, it changes kind of the outlook. As for a prediction between the series, man, I, of course, I want the Hawks to win. I'm pulling for the Hawks. I plan on watching every game. I'm actually very annoyed right now, to be honest, that the NBA hasn't released the playoff schedule. Like, you have four of these series scheduled. Like, you know what the matchups are already. Like, why can't we just put that information out there? Yeah, I hate that. But, um, I'm man, I don't want to pick the Knicks in six. I really don't want to pick the Knicks in six. Um, so I'm actually going to take uh, – uh, well, here, you, what do you think, Nabo? Because we got to make sure that we don't pick the No, 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 no. I, I mean, the pressure's on you. I'll, I'll go up. I'm going to put the pressure on you. I mean, hey, if this was the Bulls, I would have to pick what's going to happen. So man, okay. the pressure's going to be on you. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I will say that both of these teams are 41 and 31 in the regular season. So they're like dead even in the regular season. Um, I'm going to take the Hawks, actually. I'm going to take the Hawks probably in seven. And my difference maker is going to be the difference maker. It's Trey Young. The, the Knicks don't have Trey Young and the Hawks do. You got Julius Randle, who's great. Okay. Most improved player. I think we can both agree on that. We can all agree on that for sure. However, Trey Young is there to be elite. He's there to put the Hawks at the next level. And he's the point guard. He has the ball in his hands every play, right? So like he sets the pace of the game. He sets the pace of the series in that regard. 90% of the plays are going to be involving Trey Young offensively for the Hawks. So I'm going with the Hawks in seven on that one. I think it's going to be the only – well, not the only first-round series that goes to seven, but I think there will be three that go to seven. Hawks versus Knicks will be one. I'm taking Atlanta. Okay. Uh, I, I'm glad you finally came around and actually took Atlanta because um, if you would have taken the Knicks and then I took the Hawks and the Hawks won, that would have just been – the, the amount of sure just like hate that you would get would have been amazing. So um, I'm a little upset you didn't take the Knicks because I thought you were leaning that way, but all right. I mean, I'll sure. definitely take the Knicks. I mean, hey, I, I would always love the root for Derrick Rose and uh, Tom Thibodeau. So it's fine. Um, let, let's say we, uh, we bet, I don't know, a couple of beers on it. Let's say two beers. A couple of beers. You want, you want a couple of beers, couple of beers. on this one? Okay. Yeah. All right. we'll, do, well, we'll do a couple of beers on that one. I might have a proposition for you later on in the show when we get to some later segments that's going to involve another bet. Okay. So there might be four beers at play. Gotcha. That's, that's fair. Okay. I mean, there's, just, there's, just, there's just beers everywhere. I mean, uh, the, the other matchup that I really am excited for round one that's been finalized is actually Mavericks Clippers. Just, you know, this is the matchup that uh, Luca went out on last year during the, the tournament that was happening. And, um, you know, but the Mavericks were like, oh, my God, Mavericks, Luka finally arrived. And then the Clippers just destroyed him last year, I believe, right? That's how the playoffs ended for the Mavericks last year. Um, um, I just, so re- really well, I just remember the playoffs last year. I just remember Luka's shot. I mean, that shot still. Yeah. Like, you talk about, Matt, you talk about Luka playoffs. That's the only thing I'm thinking of right yeah. now. He's going to so, write the rest of the story. So, I'm, so, so I'm very excited for this. I believe this – I believe the – First game of the uh, Luca versus Kawhi rematch is Saturday. We don't have the time yet, but I will be watching this Mavericks Clippers game, and then Sunday I will be watching the Hawks Knicks. So you know, it's just hey, it's basketball time. I got to check in with you know the Waterboy and Equipment Manager as well, just to get make sure I know what's going on in basketball. Make sure you know if you don't know what's going on in basketball, just check them out. Make sure you you get caught up because you know we'll catch them up on football, but. They'll catch me up on basketball. So, all right, we'll go rapid fire NBA finals prediction. What are your final two teams and how many games for the series? All right, jeez. See, coming with you, coming with the heat. So, I'll go first. I'll go first to give you time. I'll go first to give you time. I'm going to take Brooklyn out of the East. I think Brooklyn will beat Philly in probably, you know, seven games. That should be an amazing series. And out of the West, man, like, as I want to take the Lakers. Um, I feel like the Lakers honestly can do it. Like, if LeBron is coming back 100%, AD is 
finally getting back to where he was pre-injury. I mean, this is a Lakers team that was a reigning champion, was one of the better teams in the NBA this season before the star players got hurt. And now they have, in, in theory, an easier path to the playoffs. Uh, well, a more difficult path to the playoffs, I should say, because they're going to be the seventh seed. But I'm going to take um, I'm going to take Brooklyn versus LA in the finals, and I think I, mean, I think the Lakers are going to win. I got to go with my Lakers in six games, just because I think you got Gasol, you got um, Montrez Harrell. You know, you you beefed up the Lakers if you did. And the only caveat to that though is Jamal Murray never got injured for Denver. I would think Denver is going to the finals this year. It, it's too bad that he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I will be the first to tell the world that uh, my basketball knowledge is not where it's supposed to be. So I am going to, you know, kind of dabble and I'm going to say, I'm going to take Phoenix from the West. I'm taking CP3, Phoenix. Devin Booker, DeAndre. CP3. I know CP3 has been playing and CP3 has actually been playing great this year. CP3. I don't, I don't know. He still does it. Um, CP3. Um, and at Devin Booker, and um, from they, the what East, DeAndre DeAndre Ayton, I had to catch DeAndre myself. Ayton, almost, yeah, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, yeah, I almost said hundred, but that's our guy, DeAndre Ayton for Phoenix. Um, yo, they're the second best team uh, in the in the East, and they were undefeated in the bubble last year. Like they're like the Arizona Cardinals, yeah. where like they didn't make the playoffs last year due to a technicality, but we're like a really good team that could have made some noise had yeah. he gotten to that position. And we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals, of course. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah. So, and, not a bad pick. And on the East, I think, you know, I don't want to jump on Brooklyn, but I think Brooklyn, like, I just want to, I have one question. Is everyone coming back for Brooklyn or are people still hurt? Oh, I would think playoff time. I mean, you didn't sign with Brooklyn to not play in the playoffs. I think you're playing, even if you're not so 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 so. So, so their ten all stars are all going to play. Their ten I, I former all stars. I would say let's say seven to Ooh. eight out of ten. And but your your cool. main three stuff. to five, your main three to five core all stars are definitely playing for sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the Nets then. I'll take Nets Nets versus Suns, and I'll take uh, Nets winning in six. Okay. Right. I mean, I feel like I feel like if Brooklyn plays anybody other than L.A. in the West Finals, it's not going to be more than a five game series. That's just my personal take. So we got some stuff yeah. there. Um, these might be unofficial predictions because, of course, the Lakers might lose the play in games and not even make it to the playoffs. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But we'll see what's going on. See, I don't think that I don't see the Lakers losing two play in games. I can see them losing one, but I can't see them losing two. They, they, that, that's not. my one caveat. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we're definitely going to be talking more Lakers at Bears, Birds, and Brews, and more NBA playoffs at Bears, Birds, and Brews over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully more but, Hawks than Lakers. How about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot the Hawks are in the playoffs. It's been, it's been a long time, guys. I still, you know, it's uh, it's like when you get laser eye surgery and you forget that you don't have to wear glasses anymore. So, you know, still getting adjusted to it, you know. But, um all right, Nabil, where do you want to go next? You want to go quick Falcons talk? You want to go where you want to go? Let's go. Let's go um, baseball, and then we'll end with football. How about that? Yeah. So I was obviously so let's just knock knock the baseball out real quick, and then we need to end all football. So um, yesterday was uh, John Lester and Kyle Schwarber's return to Wrigley. So just want to talk about that for a minute. Um, one, you know, it was great to see them back. Still upset that John Lester isn't a Cub right now. He should still be a Cub. He should have ended his career as a Cub. But he's a national. It is what it is. Um, he had a great ovation coming in. Um, you know, and then Kyle Schwarber came in, great ovation. Also, he had a home run. So, you know, Schwarber being Schwarber, always hitting home runs. Um, but, yeah, just like throw it out there, you know, those two, the Cubs would not have won the World Series without either of those two on the roster. So, you know, glad they got their moment back at Wrigley. Did they get a good ovation from the fans? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, both of them cool. had a great ovation. Uh, Chris Bryant actually left some candy for Schwarber in left field, and then Schwarber came back to left field and found some candy, so was waiting for him. It was a Twix. I'm still trying to confirm it was a left Twix or a right Twix. Schwarber is left-handed, and he is playing left field. I'm hoping it was a left Twix, but, you know, it could have been a right Twix. So trying to find okay. out. Yeah, well, we'll see if we can find out. But, I mean, he hit that home run. I saw that. That was beastly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Beastly, beastly, beastly. <laughs> uh, speaking of home runs, Freddie Freeman actually got to 250 career home runs over the weekend. And we had a scary incident in the Braves game last night. Um, everybody seems to be okay. You know, a guy got hit in the face with a 95-mile-per-hour uh, fastball. You know, everyone to see that. Um, but fortunately, he's okay. And um, on the positive Braves side, yeah, Freddie Freeman, 250 career home runs. So he's on the list of like Andrew Jones, Hank Aaron, Chipper Jones, um, Dale Murphy. If Freddie Freeman is in that category of Braves, yeah. greats, all timers. So shout out to him. And, and the thing is, like, uh, Freddie Freeman didn't start his career off as a home run hit. So the, he started hitting more home runs near the back end of his career. So, you know, at the beginning, he was a doubles machine. So that, that's kind of like, oh, he's starting to catch up and everything. Uh, Nabil, you know better than me. This would be a rapid answer question. I'm going to finish with football. Freddie Freeman, I mean, maybe in the prime of his career right now, for sure, right? Uh, he probably probably has a couple more years left in the prime of his career. I would say, I hope so as a Braves fan, certainly. I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like he's got at least like a solid like three to five good years left at least, right? Um, um, I feel like he's been in the league forever, but I don't think he's too old. Let me see. You know, let's see. He we came can, up the I mean, same year as he's, – he's 31, so – um, I would give him maybe two more years of playing like at this level. Um, but I can also see him. He's a first baseman, doubles machine. He could probably play another five years, definitely five years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would think, I would think the, the Freddie Freeman's tenure with the Braves isn't done anytime soon. Although there's some people who speculate that, I mean, he is going to be, up uh, contract I mean, he's in, he's in the, he's in the, I think he's in the last year of his contract right now, so we, we really don't know. Um, right. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll say one thing. Um, you don't build a t uh, championship team by giving $20 million to someone over 30. Not anymore. That, that's not how you build championship baseball teams anymore. So um, it'll have to be at a discount if Freddie Freeman's coming back. I know that's not what people want to hear, but that's just the truth. Um, because you guys have a lot of players that can play first. I mean, and, you guys just paid Ozuna. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I, I hope he comes back. Um, let me just see his last. Well, so I'm looking, so, I'm yep, looking at this sport is his track. last year. Well, I'm looking at sport I am too. Right it's now. last year. 2021 is his last year. Then uh, 2022 unrestricted free agent. So. so with, okay. So that's what I wanted to clarify. So does that, what next year would be his last season with the team, correct? Or does no, he become no, 2020, 2021? He has a salary and his contract. His contract ends at the end of 2021. 2022 okay. for the 2022 season, right now, he's a free agent. Okay, so yeah, so this is so, so for the Braves got to make some decisions financially, huh? Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Right. And, and and the yeah. thing is, the Braves the Braves can actually can afford to pay him because they got such a great discount with players like um, Albies and Acuna that like Acuna, they bro. can afford to pay him. But it's all Acuna Acuna. I, don't, I can't I can't speak. Um, but at the same time, like you know Freddie Freeman, like you don't you don't build championship teams by paying people that are over there. That, that that's that's just how it works. Um, and especially with the free agents that are going to be out this year, like a Chris Bryant. Um, uh, like a hobby bias, like I don't know what the Braves are thinking down the road, what they want to do. So you know they, they, they'll they'll have some some options. Yeah, and um, okay, well that that was the question I wanted to ask you. It's like, what can Braves fans expect from or for Freddie Freeman in the future? Because that conversation is going to get very real very soon. Um, and Chris Bryant already wanted out of Chicago like before last season, so you got to think that he's not going to go back if he can avoid it right and you know so you might have some options uh, well, right? I, I, I wouldn't say Chris Bryant's gone from Chicago but at the same time like depending on what the Cubs do like the Cubs have been playing well in the last few weeks depending on what the Cubs decide to do I mean they may trade them they may keep them I, I really don't know this is literally the year of limbo in Chicago like the I have no idea what the Cubs are thinking short term long term so do I think he was unhappy, I think though. there's a 50 um, he, he wasn't like, he wasn't, he, he, he wanted to get the bigger contract, but did Chris Bryant deserve the bigger contract over the past few years? No. So like, I, I wouldn't say that he was unhappy. What I would say is that 
what he thought his worth was wasn't what the Cubs thought their his worth was. And you're not going to be happy about that. But at the same time, like, I don't think he ever demanded a trade. But the Cubs did have a lot of, like, I'll tell you this. I'm 90% sure if COVID did not happen, right now Chris Bryant would be on the Colorado Rockets. The Cubs are this close to trading Chris Bryant last year. He, he was this close to being gone. Right, he right. He would have been That's a Rocky. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. He would have been a Rocky, and I'm pretty sure Nolan Arenado would have been a Cub if COVID didn't happen. But instead, Nolan Arenado is now on the Cardinals. It sucks. I hate the Cardinals. Sorry, I I'm pulling something up so because it's gonna come up in our it's gonna come up in our next segment. But um, no worries, no worries. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I mean that's hey, a great point. Hey, that's baseball right now. That's baseball, so, baby. That's baseball right now. We we sure do love it, and um, yeah, go Braves, go Cubs. Okay, so a lot of other we're gonna we're gonna go to the finish unless you got something else going on. But you want we huh? No, no, we can we can go and wrap hey. it up. So this is a football podcast. This is, again, we, we talk about this podcast about the Falcons and Bears. The Falcons have been in the news a lot lately because Julio Jones, is he getting traded? Is he not getting traded? Do the Falcons, are they blowing smoke? Is there real smoke because there's a real fire with Julio Jones? You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. really like, I don't want to say it's a distraction, but um, of course, any conversation like that around the team at any point in the year, I feel like isn't good for a team. Um, so, you know, because people love to jump to conclusions and podcasters love to jump to speculation. We like to do the job right here. And um, anyway, so yeah, the, the question is, will the Falcons trade Julio Jones? Doesn't make sense for them to, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. My quick thoughts are that I don't think it makes sense for the Falcons to trade Julio Jones. I don't see it happening. I think it costs too much money. And also, I will say that, like, I don't think the Falcons' offense and what Arthur Smith was brought in for is super possible without Julio Jones. So, because um, it's much more stressful to have to plan for Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Mike Davis, who never skips leg day, and Hayden Hurst, and Russell Gage, and Matt Ryan, than it is for all of those guys, but without Julio Jones. I think I think he's a pivotal piece of this offense and of this locker room and of this team's persona. Like so many fans in this city identify with Julio Jones. Of course, it's a business first and a game second. So just because the fans love Julio doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be staying. But if I'm Terry Fino, if I'm Arthur Smith, I'm thinking Julio Jones plus Matt Ryan plus Calvin Ridley plus Hayden Hurst and whoever else give us our best chance to win. And uh, Matt Ryan even commented on Julio Jones today. He said, you know, he's always ready to go. He's an incredible competitor, one of the best to ever do it. And um, they're good friends, you know? So like Matt Ryan doesn't want to see him go. And he's certainly going to be here for next year. We already know that. So like to some degree, if you're not going to make the fans happy, you do kind of got to make the guys who make the plays on the field happy. And trading Julio Jones doesn't seem like a way to make people happy. That's my thoughts on that. Uh, Bill, what's your take? So, there, again, there's a lot of talk about this. I feel like if this Julio Jones talk wasn't at least semi-real, it would have it would have been done after the draft. Because, you know, like what – like what – like you're not going to try to – you're not getting any great player. You know, the, the, the main thing that made sense by uh, Julio Jones being traded before the draft was, oh, you can maybe get a second-round pick from Baltimore – you can draft a player and then Baltimore gets a wide receiver they wanted. Oh, maybe you get a first round pick. Oh, you maybe you get this, whatever your, the, the value thought was. Um, right now, the most recent like rumor is a potential third and a future second. Again, I, I don't know what you can potentially get for Julio Jones. I do know that right now, the way his contract is set up is if you trade Julio Jones, the dead cap on the books for 2021 is $40 million. Now, after June 1st, there's potentially some relief, but I don't think it's much. I'll have to reach out to our good friend, uh, PFF Brad, just to confirm. Um, if you do designate him a post-June 1st cut, then yes, you can spread this 40, 40 million and a half, uh, you know, cap it. It could be spread over the next two years to make it a little easier. Now, the cap it for Julio Jones this year 
is 23 million. Um, next year, you're looking at 19 million, and the year after, you're looking at 19 million. So for the next three years, I mean, you're above 19 million for a cap hit for Julio Jones, but you have to also take a few other things into consideration. You just spent the fourth pick overall on a tight end who's supposed to be like a unicorn who could be a wide receiver, a tight end. Essentially, you're trying to find, you know, a Julio Jones that displays tight end with Kyle Pitts. Am I wrong on that? No, I mean, no. Yeah, that's no. what made yeah. that's what made you great in the first place. Yeah. That, 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 that's the expectations right now. Um, also with Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley is assuming to be, a, be, is assumed to be taking the number one wide receiver role sooner rather than later. I mean, even if you don't move on from Julio Jones, eventually number one wide receiver in Atlanta is supposed to be Calvin Ridley, a la Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. You know, we've seen that happens, you know, players get old, no one beats father time. Right. Uh, so Calvin Ridley is supposed to be taking the next step. And you know what? He already took the next step last year, but you know, he was a top, you know, he was top 15 in touchdowns and target and uh, receptions last year, top five in yards. I mean, Hey, what do we expect from Calvin Ridley? Keep getting better. That's, that's all you can ask, right? Keep right. moving up. And now with the additional weapons on the team, it's expected. Hey, you're not, you can't get double teamed right now. If you have Julio Jones, Kyle Pitts and Mike Davis going over there, you should be able to, you know, get more yards, get more receptions, be better. And with that, you know, what comes a bigger contract. So what I'm thinking, you know, after next year, you're going to have to give Calvin Ridley 20 plus million a year. Falcons are probably thinking we're not going to be able to have an aging wide receiver at 20, 20 million a year. And not only that, but then we're going to be paying Calvin Ridley 25 million a year. That's 45 million put between two wide receivers That's one crazy, which yeah. is going down in production one that you're expected to go up in production so the falcons may be thinking right now hey let's just get ahead of this next year is going to be difficult as it is with the way that the roster worked out we had, you know we just got our defenses defense filled out defense is a project offense first year you know the history of matt ryan you know first year in the new offense take some time to learn it Yes, Matt Ryan will still put Matt Ryan will still put up 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. So that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, first year Matt Ryan in a new offense isn't as efficient as he is as how he does in the second, third, and fourth. And there's usually a huge leap. And Julio Jones may not be around for that huge leap that Matt Ryan will take in the second year of his offense. So why not get in front of it? Why not just get in front of it? Move on from Julio right now. We'll get some assets because, you know, if we trade him right now, we can get some assets next year. Julio, you, you know, players don't get healthier at 32. Typically, typically at 32, you're not going to come in healthier. Yeah. And based off of that, it might, you may have to just cut Julio next year because, you know, you cut next year. You have the dead cap is 17 million, but if you post June that that's not that difficult to spread around two years. And that might be what's going to happen with Julio if he's on the roster in 2021. Um, outside of that, the only other option is to give Julio an extension. And yeah, you can give Julio an extension. But do you think that giving Julio an extension is a move like a winning football team would make? Because mm -hmm. then you're telling me you're going to give him an extension. They'll take him through his year third into the year 35. And yeah, Julio Jones is like the is like Larry Fitzgerald-esque in terms of like the impact he has on his team, what he could do, move Julio to slot, it'll be amazing. But, you know, does he have the health that Larry Fitzgerald had? And that's always a thing. Are you gonna are you gonna pay a 35-year-old wide receiver 15 who, million, 12 who million? Who has a history of know? injuries, to your point. Like exactly. Right. Exactly. So I think if you're listening to this, I feel like we we each made a compelling case for it to go either way. I like I think you could see either side of this scenario playing out, and either side of the scenario you could justify is like, well, yeah, Julio is Julio, and with Matt Ryan, he's been great, so you keep him there. Or like you said, Nabil, Julio is Julio, trade him. You still got Calvin Ridley, and you could get money back in return. You could get value back in return, and just keep him moving, pretty much still on schedule, right? Like you would with him. So yeah. I think I think if you're listening to this 
Uh, you can see the Falcons going either way. You could justify either decision. We don't know what's going to happen, but we do have one more thing for y'all, and we're going to end the show right here on this because um, I think it's a great question to let marinate until we get back with y'all next week, which is – what's happening, bro? So I was just I was just kind of looking at something real quick uh, because we, we were talking about money and everything with the Falcons. And you also have to remember that Matt Ryan just got his contract restructured. That takes him out to two more years, 2023 and 2023. They can he'll be an unrestricted free agent after that. So 2024 season, that'll be after his year 38 season. And players are playing longer these days. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it out of the possibility that there could be a new contract for Matt Ryan, depending on how he does year one in this Arthur Smith system. I don't put that out of the possibility because at that point, it could be a situation where Matt Ryan says, Hey, I want to go to a different team. You know, that this time yeah. next year, Matt Ryan could win out. So I mean, again, I won't put this out of the, I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and kind of jump in front of it and say, you know, Matt Ryan may want a new contract next year, and that may be the final nail in the Julio Jones and Atlanta coffin because at that point, they can't keep Julio Jones. Having to give Calvin Ridley and Matt Ryan a new contract. And this is kind of, this thought just kind of occurred to me like, hey, you know, you're, you're looking at Aaron Rodgers right now. He's wanting a new contract at the age of 37. You know, is, is Matt Ryan Aaron Rodgers? No. But is Matt Ryan... Matt Ryan's Matt still Ryan. a very good quarterback. Right. Matt Stafford, yeah, Matt Ryan, yeah. Matt, still a very good quarterback. Matt Stafford just went to the Rams. You know, he's going to be getting a contract soon as well. So you're going to see these quarterbacks want more money. And the other thing is, like, you know, let's say the Falcons don't want Matt Ryan. Well, where are you going to trade him? You know, the logical trading destinations are already gone. You know, logical trade destinations was the 49ers. They got their quarterback. Mm-hmm. It was the Patriots. They got the quarterback. It was the Bears. They got the quarterback. Right. So, you know, right now, what may need to happen for the Falcons is after next year, there could be a very, very good possibility that you're going to see a Matt Ryan extension. Right. I mean, because also, too, if the Falcons were thinking, hey, we're going to move on from this guy, maybe confidence doesn't get taken fourth overall. Maybe you do take one of the right, quarterbacks who's still on the board. Then you, then you, then you would have, then, then you could have taken the Justin Fields option. You could have taken, right. um, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. And again, I mean, this just, this just kind of like occurred to me. Um, and you know, the second he, the second uh, Matt Ryan restructured his contract, you know, it was like Matt Ryan is cemented in for the next three years. But Matt Ryan may be thinking, hey, I, I'm looking at what Brady's doing right here in South Beach. Mm-hmm. I can do the exact same thing. Why not be cemented in for five years? Why not? So yeah, I mean, well, just a thought. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm I'm gonna let that marinate because I have I have a thought which is just uh, like, dude, if if you were gonna do it, you sh- you could have done it. You should have done it by now. You've had plenty of opportunities to make it happen, and uh, the Tom Brady diet works apparently so much so that apparently Aaron Rodgers is into it. And uh, we all know LeBron James is all about that Tom Brady diet as well, even though it's kind of like LeBron James's own plan. But essentially, these world-class athletes are now seeing the value of eating clean and, and doing things differently than has been done in the past in terms of recovery. But um, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, so again, we'll leave you with this, and the, but you can chime in on this if you want. Who gets traded first, Julio Jones or Aaron Rodgers? Um, and with Aaron Rodgers, like I see him going to Vegas or Denver. I feel like if he's not going there, then it's not going to happen. But I think that those teams haven't found a replacement or an answer at quarterback going into next season yet. So it's still very much on the table. Obviously, I think if you're the Packers and people are calling you about Aaron Rodgers, you know, you want to make sure you get a very good night of sleep before you make a decision one way or the other. So that's why it's probably going to take a little bit longer for that trade to happen than it would for a guy like Matt Stafford, who just kind of happened out of the blue uh, earlier this year or earlier last summer or whatever. Um, so that being said, do we see Julio Jones and or Aaron Rodgers get traded before the season starts? Or who goes first? And that's going to be the question for you all at Bears, Birds, and Brews on social media. I'll post it on our Twitter page and y'all can answer. I mean. 
I'm going to say no to both. I'm just going to say no to both. I, I think the Packers are going to do whatever they can to not trade Aaron Rodgers. And that may involve like a bunch of money. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the it starts with a bunch of money. And then like, hey, tell us who to sign. Tell us what to do. Because essentially, if you trade Aaron Rodgers right now and Jordan Love comes in and Jordan Love doesn't take you right back to the NFC Championship game, you know, the city of Green Bay is going to revolt. They're going to pour cheese all over that place because – it's it it'll be bad. I mean, yeah. Like you, well, you essentially irony, were. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say the irony of the money comment that you made is the Packers actually have the upper hand because if Aaron Rodgers says, "Hey, I'm not gonna play here because I don't want to play here," he owes them twenty three million dollars to to break the deal. So like the the irony of mm-hmm. it is the Packers actually have the upper hand when it comes to the financials in this situation. But that also gets me to another brief point I'd like to make, which is. There are intangibles there that Aaron Rodgers brings to the locker room and to the field. And there are intangibles that Julio Jones brings to the locker room and to the field that if you look at it on paper, you trade this guy, this guy's unhappy, this guy's going to cost a lot of money to make it happen. But when you put an identity to those guys, and this guy is Julio Jones, and this guy is Aaron Rodgers, and now you, you say, okay, we'll move it. And it's like, wait a minute. I didn't realize that we're talking about this specific guy. And in this case, we're talking about the guy literally the best guy in the NFL or has been for a few years as like one of the very mm-hmm. best quarterbacks of the last years, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And, uh, and then also too, like, I feel like if the Packers were interested in hearing what Aaron Rodgers has to say, Hey, what do you need? What do you want? Then that guy on Jeopardy asked the best question of all, which is whose idea was yeah. it to kick the field goal? Because I don't think Aaron Rodgers yeah. had that idea. So again, so and I, right, yeah, yeah. I'll just say to your intangibles comment, and this may be you may have meant this or not, but I just wanted to clarify: like the intangibles that Aaron Rodgers brings versus the intangibles that Julio Jones brings is, you know, it's night and day. I mean, Aaron Rodgers' intangibles, just because he plays quarterback, makes it so much more important. Like if you build your roster around wide receivers, I don't, you know, that's not like a way to build a roster. I believe. Well, so that, that, I mean, that's just my take on it. Okay. I would just say I wasn't comparing them as players, like the impact that they make as players, like head to head. I was just saying like, what does Julio Jones bring to the role that he's expected to execute versus what does Aaron Rodgers bring to the role that he's expected to execute? And so when you look at it from that specific lens, it's like there are Julio Jones intangibles that other wide receivers in the NFL do not have. And then there's obviously Aaron Rodgers intangibles that other quarterbacks in the NFL do not have. So I was just comparing it for mm-hmm. those guys at their respective positions, okay. not necessarily That's what fair. each of them can, because you can't swap them to and say, oh, Julio's right. You can't, right. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Yeah. So That's not what I was saying. Right. But, but, but got you. That's fair enough. And hey, I don't, man, the thing is like, I don't know what we're going to see. I feel like, I feel like, you know, uh, summer is kind of like dull in football, but you know, I think it's going to be an interesting June 1st. Um, you know, it's going to be an interesting June 1st. Then we're going to see training camp. And, uh, you know, you can all – the trades that could happen in June 1st may, may, may be interesting, may be fun. Uh, you know, you may see some other players get traded too. You may, you know, there's still salary cap hell for everyone just because salary cap did go back. So, hey, I don't know what – you may see Julio Jones go to Lambeau. Maybe, maybe he becomes a Packer. I hope not, but maybe he becomes a Packer. Who knows? And or okay, so I'll end with another mind blowing thought for you to book because even though this beer is a six percent, shout out to Hubbard's Cave for the cinnamon ice mocha, it did just give me this thought. This season, you talked about training camp is going to start relatively soon. We're super excited. We can't wait for it. Um, the thing with that is we might get a real traditional training camp this year if all these players and all these clubs are vaccinated. Now Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur are in the quarterback room watching tape at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday before or Wednesday before the game. They don't technically work on Tuesday. And which is not something that they could have done during the COVID season when these guys were just doing the workouts and then changing the shirt and sending it to the coach and doing the same thing all in one day. So I think I wonder if we'll see a difference in terms of the attitudes that we're hearing about. Aaron Rodgers is unhappy. Well, maybe 
once he gets into a training camp scenario and he works side, literally side by side with Matt LaFleur, it's okay, well, these guys are on the same page now. They've been able to go out and have dinner and talk things out. You know what I'm saying? And Julio Jones is coming to the locker room, training these guys, working them out. He's not just there on Sunday. He's there every day. So, like, again, that's an intangible that the value is paying itself off um, or the investment is paying itself off as we're making the payments. So um, I think I think a non-COVID training camp maybe could change things that uh, got us into this some of these situations, but I guess is where I'm getting at. But that's just some food for thought. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but this has been Bears, Birds, and Brews. And Bill, you got anything else you want to say? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, um, yeah, I think that should be it. Uh, you know, check out the podcast. Uh, check out the other podcast we did mention. Uh, you know, all of them are cool guys. And, hey, if you want to have a wing eating contest potentially in pontoon that other friends are doing, join us. Before that, before you see us at Pontoon on Saturday for Wings, Friday, Oak Street Bottle Shop, hosting another county show. Come get these last uh, 7.30 p.m. on Friday at Oak Street Bottle Shop. I'll be there. Our Instagram will be there. And hopefully y'all will be there too, right? So, yo, at Berries, Birds, and Brews, that's it. Cheers, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Thank you.